podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett. I'm still a bit under the weather. This time I'm going a bit hoarse, so apologies for sounding a bit weird. (laughs) But here with me to discuss two wins. Two wins! (laughs) I don't have my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rose. He's a bit under the weather himself, but I do have our dynamic sports science duo. First of all, I've got our most qualified sports scientist broadcasting live from his ivory tower. It's Dr. Phil Barter. How are you doing, Darth? Glad to see you on the mend a little bit, but I hope Rhodes is feeling better soon. What do you think of the voice? Is it ads or, you know? I think it adds, mate. I think this is this is almost your peak level voice, this, you know? <laughs> so I'll go full Darth in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just need the voice controller. <laughs> mate, and he's, we've also got our most practised sports scientist. He's had more clubs than Tiger Woods. It's Mr. Simon Brundish. Evening, boys. It's nice to have two wins, eh? Even though two wins. Remember, two wins, great. Uh-huh. Brilliant. So, let's start with the first of those wins, Si. You were there. Yeah, nice first Champions trip, League first, night. I, first trip crazily. to Anfield this season? Pardon? First trip this season? No, 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 no. But um, it's, it, it's weirdly, I took a couple of neighbours with me um, who are from uh, from Naples. And oh, really? It was, was nice. Fran's first ever game, and she was like a Maradona fan. She lived two miles from the stadium. Maradona or Cavaradona? Maradona. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and we were we were like a uh, main stand near the away end. Um, so it was quite, it was, it was, it was a pleasant experience. You were near the away end. Yeah, that is that. They are quite, they're quite, they're quite lively, aren't they? Yeah, a lively bunch. I went to uh, them. My wife they... said it was really, anno- they sounded really annoying on uh, on TV. Yeah, I went to the I went to the Napoli game when we played them under Kenny. I think it was. Was it Kenny? When we beat them at home. Yeah, with the save from Ali. No, 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 don't, don't. About ten years ago, I think it was. Oh, ten years ago. Yeah, Gerard. I think it's, I seem to remember Gerard doing oh. well. Um, but anyway, yeah, and their, their fans were wild that night. Actually, yeah, that was crazy. You wait for cup, it would have been that one. It's good though. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was great. It was, they've got some really good players, and I was I was looking forward to to uh, seeing Kvart unbeaten Para. this season. Unbeaten, yeah, yeah. Uh, top did scorers in Europe, all that good stuff. Did he impress you? Um, did um, the boys impress you? In a way, I I thought both teams were like reticent to give to risk too much because both qualified. I it wasn't I did I I always go back to um I remember a game um when before Rafa came to us when he was at Valencia and it was like Champions League quarter final or something and and um whoever Valencia were playing against at yeah. the time it was some other big team and the second half they bare, both teams they barely crossed over the halfway line it was the most <laughs> sterile game I've ever seen in my life and and these boys set up and it was Probably two steps removed from that. Neither of them are willing to commit to to anything particularly going forward. Napoli less than than us, but not in a step, put ten men behind the ball kind of way. Just in a there's a fifty fifty fight. Uh, ball's going to drop five meters between two players. Neither neither team sprints for it, kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the big news, say, um, was that. Um, Four three three was back, baby. Yes, it was. Uh, with with CJ playing left wing, with the inverted left wing, where where he played like most of his uh, is he played as a ten as a kid, obviously. But um, as he was coming to get through the higher ranks of the academy, he, he was he was cutting in off the right, off the left. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, he was he was back to doing that thing. I thought he did a nice job as well. He's obviously um, much less of a threat than than so our usual other than, attackers. Other than um, Jones as Mane, how close was it to the classic four three three in your view? Because you were there having a good bird's eye view of it. Yeah, I I think of the we talk quite a lot of these days about the four phases. I. I don't think we were back to being all four phases doing the same the same stuff at all. We we weren't counter pressing. No, I, I don't know what the numbers say, but it no, we, we didn't very game, much no, weren't we, counter pressing. We yeah. were we were uh, we were do, we were leaving four safe back um, to nullify a, um, a counter attack as well. Where, whereas we used to be man for man. Um, yeah, so it wasn't quite the same, but but I liked it. And it it looked a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, Bart, you thought your thoughts on the back to basics? Because we did say, um, you, I know you listened to last week's party, you couldn't be on it. We were talking about, well, we've tried we tried about three different systems in, in, in a month. Yeah. And none of them have really stopped the bleeding. We've had a couple yeah. of good results, some bad said- results, but yeah, the performances were still searching. So, yeah, I think we said, haven't we, the, even the last one I was on, that it's, I think. We came to include it was better to go and do the thing we we know how to do for seven years, not as good as it was, than try something new that we've got no idea how to do. So, and I think I think Sally's right. It wasn't quite classic four feet three, but it, I think there was more of us in that game than there has been any other all season. To be honest with you, I thought, and I don't even think it was this newfangled Pep version of four three three. I think it, the for me the it was good to see the right side and left side eights a bit more level, if you like, and a bit. Um, yeah, classic, classic four three three. If you like, yeah. Um, I know that changed a bit when where Harvey came on, but um, yeah, no. And I also I quite like seeing CJ play that that role. I, I think he's. Um, Asai talks about it a lot about building a player's tactical knowledge up and making things um, in a sim- not sim- CJ's not stupid, but simplifying the games that he can do. He can get his confidence back and he can get playing the game. And I thought that was the ideal position for him to do that. And I thought he started showing some good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I thought generally some positives out of this game. Canate coming at the back line as well was a, was a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, Sai, we've talked all season about the funky hipster tactical tweaks. Um, I think for both of these games, um, as Bart has already alluded to, that a lot of those were gone. Yeah? Sai? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Zoom had gone behind one of my sheets and I wasn't quite sure, couldn't find which one it was. Um, yeah, the the it, it gone back to rudimentary four three three. Really, we we'd lost probably twenty of the new nuances that we're that we're aspiring to achieve now. Um, Trent's still joining midfield uh, rather than going wide, but he actually went wider in this game than I'd seen for a good long while, and he revert, reverted back to midfield again in uh, for for Spurs. Um, but I think it was more to do with the setup uh, of who we're playing against as well. Um, we're still leaving Mo really high, and and not in that high way that um, he always used to be at the top of the passing chain, uh, passing maps that yeah. um, uh, we see all the time. But in a way that he is not part of the build-up phase. Um, but we leaving players higher up so that they can press a little bit better. I think, even though we're not really attempting to, um, we're, uh, we're we're blocking passing lanes much better in this game, and yeah. and tucking uh, two in in midfield nicely, and they were taking it in turns as well. But Milner was mo- uh, mostly joining the front, joining uh, Bobby uh, inside the inside the box, and 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 doing that. Uh, switch where Bobby drops and then the, then yeah. they've got a midfield runner like Cater was doing last season. Yeah, um, I guess the main one to focus on is is is, is Trent because I mean, Port the poor lads had more analysis on him this season than then pretty much any other player in history of football. Um, but I, I I thought he was noticeably his 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 touches where he was he was on the ball were noticeably deeper. So I I thought. I know you said he drifted into midfield on occasions, but I thought the rank, the most of them were noticeably deeper. But that's not a problem for me because his range of passing is so good. He can play the game 
he can see everything in front of him and he can hit those 40, 50, 60 yard switches um, and through balls from that position, right? And we saw a lot of it against, not so much against Napoli, but definitely a load, load of it against Spurs. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it might be the one remaining nuance um, of the, the the change of the season. In the last three games, we've had had three different systems, and yeah. in all of them, Trent is basically. So we're playing. We're playing. Uh, when we got possession, we got two at the back, and then um, we've got Thiago and Fab. Thiago's yeah. left the Fab, and then Trent arrives next to him, and so we've got. Uh, a recycler and then two passes in yeah. Trent and and um Thiago to build from. Yeah. Then um Harvey or whoever else it is goes somebody goes wide right. Yeah. The fullback goes wide left and then that leaves three up with with one floater. Yeah. Um and I think that seems to be how we want to run our possession phase of the game. Yeah. And it, for me it makes sense to have Trent you know, like you said in that in in that back three because he's got the best passing range in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, size already touched on it there. The left back attacking. I think we saw that in this game, didn't we? With Costas. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking very at the aggressive. Part, yeah, the pass networks. Are, I've, I've, I'll put it in the chat afterwards, but it's just absolutely backs up what I was saying there. You know, you, you've got uh, Costas more advanced uh, than than Trent, pretty much just outside the left half space. So uh, CJ and Salah are in the half spaces, uh, respectively, either side. And then you got, as I said, Bobby and Milner are kind of thrown in the just outside zone 14 with Thiago and Fab tucked in as a as a two in front of the two centre-halves with, with Trent joining in on the right. So I think that's spot on what I said and the data backs up that, obviously. Um, but... I think even up to the first first sub phase, we we held that position. Obviously, when we break down and we do subs, it changes up the, the metrics. But the good thing for me in the Napoli game was we started to see the thickness, the line for me on the pass net, which is how many connections of plus four you get between a fullback and Salah. And we know how good that is for our attacking phase. And we yeah. started to get that. And then, but equally, the other side, you've got Costas, Van Dijk's Costas into Jones is also a very thick a number of connections. So, right. That that I'm looking at that going that I've seen that shape before and that is uh, as to me it's more going back to that classic we're doing we've got rid of a lot of the size of the nuances and we've just gone back to doing right what connections do we know works what positions do we hold it might not be the exact same players in those positions yeah but it's players in those positions holding those roles and receiving the ball in the right area and I think Milner's role at the weekend not Milner's um Elliot's role at the weekend I thought was really fascinating even more enhanced what Cy was saying with the two with Thiago and Fab coming round with Trent and then Elliot kind of flowing across with Bobby, um, yeah. which Milner couldn't do against Napoli because he hasn't got the legs, but you could see where he, he's trying to pick the ball up and do that. So, yeah, I think a lot of positives for me on that front. There were still negatives, obviously, but no, definitely yeah. pass Napoli, certainly back that up. Yeah. Do you know, I think statistically, it... there are some statistics that support this. Um, that this is... Um, uh, so, Trent won 26% of our... All possession wins were, came from Trent because he he was recovering the ball at such a yeah. high rate, and he had yeah. four interceptions, and yeah. and he was heavily involved defensively. Um, so Trent won eighteen percent of all his touches, which is that's absurd for Trent. He's usually he's usually five and less because he yeah. gets a lot of passes just from the centre back. Yeah. Um, and um, so obviously he had, he he is up there with the with the highest total distance from his passes, but he was sitting much deeper because he's got a big bloody winger, one of the best in the world right now. Um, pro- might well be the best left winger in the world right now. Well, um, certainly this certainly this season, yeah, 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 yeah. To to <clears throat> on reputation at least, so he needed to be there the whole time. We got um, Fab was leaning that way too, so we'd always got. It's, 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 there's always the talk of the cover behind Trent and when he bombs on, he's just not bombing on at all. The problems nah. Trent's have is when somebody somebody's playing down the ball down the side of him. It's not when he's gone up to the right wing because he's not just not been doing it this this season. Yeah. And he's not had anybody putting pressure on midfield passes to stop the slide rule pass. That slide rule pass rapes all sent all um, right backs. Mm. It's just that everybody else has somebody press, pressing the passer in the first place. Yeah. And I, I, I thought he did a really, really uh, good job. And the other thing with Trent in this game was that he had a uh, he had a positive possession control for the first time in two years. Jeez, 
because Trent wow. always gives the ball away because he he yeah 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 makes yeah. lots of risky passes. Low low low, low pass, very low pass completion. You often sixties, yeah, sixty yeah. percent. So, yeah. but so his possession control is actually a positive. Wow. Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. That's good. Yeah, do, you think also, do you think with Milner being deeper in front of him, giving him a bit more protection, that helped him outside? I don't think Milner was deeper. I think he was our attacking. Think, yeah. Occasionally, think, he did a lot of yeah. running, Milner. He was he was sprinting back. We generally had somebody trying over on that side to 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 double up. It was very often fab. But uh, and and when they had set possession, Milner was over there. But largely in transition, he was nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, Trent yeah. had to be back the whole time. Yeah. Milner's Milner had possession control of minus seven, so he wasn't much of a help. No. Who was the worst on the gun night? Uh, Mo is always the worst, but because yeah. uh, he, he shoots, uh, unless unless Darwin's playing, um, the um, the worst would be Ibu, which no Simi at nineteen minus nineteen is a lot, and Simi has the we worst. had the most passes, didn't we? He, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. He, he has yeah, yeah. because he puts in a lot of crosses as well. Yeah. Yeah. He has the worst possession control of any of our defenders. Yeah. Yeah. He, as they like to say on social media, he was definitely spamming the crosses, wasn't he? Definitely. <laughs> and I, I, just just as a, a quick note for the next game, um, there is some pos- possession control issues with the other defenders in the next game. Okay. So, um, you know, you mentioned Kvart Skellia. Um, eight dribbles. He took basically, <laughs> that's phenomenal. And he was four out of eight, so 50%. So not bad, considering that they were all high, wide and left. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, he's great. Could Darth, of your of the great love of your life, do you, do you feel like there's anything different about um, Virgil aerially? Oh, aerially, um, hadn't spotted anything that this season. Um, I, I 50, I've agreed with you on this game. I've agreed with you on your people think they can get at him, and yeah. he's, he, and he's made he's basically been making more tackles than he's ever challenges than he's ever had to do before so um i did like your comment on your your your, your needle on socials when he said verge loves a big game he can't be bothered getting up for the small ones anymore this 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 this, this season yeah but yeah i think there's truth in that but no i, I, I actually I haven't noticed... in, in his defense in his defense before <clears throat> you finish this off right I, the the psycho psychologically um it's it's basically it's called the heightened state of arousal, and that is to do with uh, another uh, function called social facilitation. And largely, he likes being watched by lots of people because that's what most great players do. And I think it properly gives him a buzz to be the best in the world. And that's that usually drives the best players in the world to be better. Um, and I wonder if he's just, if that, if you go on a roller coaster 50 times, the first time is the most exciting and then yeah. it gradually becomes <laughs> dull. And I, I wonder if that's where we've got to. Wow. So he is just, it's not that he, he can't consciously get himself up for these games. It's just, he's so just you, had so many of them and he plays much. so much. Yeah. So I, I know so, how much of a fan you are of Alton Towers, right? Are you telling me that you wouldn't go after the fiftieth go on Rita? Uh, you'd be bored. Never. I can't believe that. Yeah, but do you know, also think. <laughs> sorry, I agree with your point, right? Do you not know, also think he's not getting up for the league because he thinks it's gone? Maybe. 
every bloody minute. We've yeah, had yes, it all, haven't we? You know, people say, no, he wanted to sign a midfielder, so he's not trying now because we didn't sign one and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. People can say whatever they want now, can't they? Because they do. You know, I don't think it's anything to do with the conscious trying. No, I don't think he's saving himself for the World Cup. I, I don't. I think he's got too much integrity for that. I think whatever it is is subliminal. But it, going back to the numbers, um, his his aerial domination has dropped off a cliff. Has it? Yeah, as I said, he's he's, he's been, I think he's been in around fifty percent for a lot of games. Okay. Yeah, he's he, um, in. I think five of the last eight games, he's, in, he's been in in a loss, and he's also not going up for as many. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't get as many. To be fair, people don't yeah. aim that way. So I suppose he only went up for two. I think it was. Um, where is it? No, one. He's recorded as one uh, aerial duel and he won it. But like he was playing Harry Kane. Like, do you know what I mean? Normally he'd get a lot more than that. Well, Ibu was almost man for man on Kane, wasn't he? To be yeah, fair, yeah. But I mean, Ibu. Yeah. Do you know Ibu? It was like was... the verge was the floater, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, so to be fair, if, if you compete for eight or one seven against Tottenham, so something to yeah. look for, something to yeah, look, I, look at. That's all I was saying. I just yeah, wondered if you'd know. Well, I would say yeah. So he's in in the Premier League this season. Just check because I've got a I've got a stats table built on Fantasy Football Scout to, for aerial duels. I know you would have. Yeah, this would, season seventy four point five percent. So that's pretty much his career average, really. So okay. uh, he's. Um, Anderson from Palace, 75.6. Tarkovsky, Everton, 75.9. He's always high. Kilman from Wolves, I haven't seen that kid before. He, he's 70, 78. And then Zuma is top at the moment. And he, he's, he's always up there with the aerials as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But aerials per match. We had, we had him on like 79 and Matip on 76 at one point. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but none of the other centre back. Oh, Gomez, 55. Wow. 55 in the Premier League, not good. What's got is a, I'll take it, um, Konate's not registered. Yeah, I've got a filter of minimum 30 on here, so I'd have to take that off. (laughs) No, that's fine, I just wondered. Yeah, so, yeah, he might have had a slump recently, Si, but nothing over the season so far when he's levelling out. Right. Yeah. Okay, Um, so Rosie's not here, so I'm going to have to quickly do the match summary on Rosie's behalf. Um, I guess the most encouraging thing of all about this match... um, was we actually put in a solid defensive performance. The non-penalty XG for the match was 2.5 to Liverpool, 0.4 to uh, Napoli. Um, take the Liverpool one with a pinch of salt because it was nearly all from set plays in the last 10 minutes. Uh, 14 to 10 on shots, 12 to 6 on shots in the box, 6 to 2 on um, shots on target, uh, and big chances was 3 to 0. The non-shot XG, which is everything apart from the shots, uh, was 1.2 for us, 1 for Napoli. Good shot quality, very good shot quality for us, 0.18 on average. But again, that, that, that that's, that's a bit of a false stat because of you know Darwin scoring from one metre out. Um, actually, it might have been close than one metre. Um, yeah, but good variation on the models. Um, 2.4, between 2.4 and 2.7 for us. And all the Napoli ones were, were, were at 0.4. So, yeah, I guess, I guess the... Um, only the biggest positive of the whole game side was no big chances for Napoli. I mean, the other one, the only one they had was um, offside. Yeah, yeah, and they did. They didn't uh, like push forward enough men. They never committed enough men forward. It was just yeah. not their intention at all. It was very, very obvious that they were. Um, you could see where they were pointing and where they were where they were talking, um, and they were just making sure that the door was shut. And I think it worked. I, we didn't create anything either until, the, until she said set pieces. It was, it was. I thought, I, uh, I thought it was a pretty much eighty minutes. I was like, yeah, it's nice enough for Fran. Apart from the goal, they had this loud, which we in the in the stadium we didn't understand why, and she got to celebrate, which was it was nice for her. Um, <laughs> uh, that it was pretty much nothing game. Just got to see some nice players, not really do an awful lot, and then the set pieces happened. Do you know, Dov, do you know what's interesting about the Napoli shot map network? Shot map. We, did, we didn't concede any shots in the width of the goal. Nice. And I haven't seen that on a shot map for a while. No, no especially not when you've got a really good player like a Really Simeon. good player. Yeah. We forced yeah, it wide. Yeah. I mean, don't get there's a few in the box, in the box, but they're only yeah. just in the box. But there's nothing in the width of the goal, which I thought that's another positive for me. Yeah. Um, two best chances of the first half, uh, Bart's, were both for uh, Curtis Jones. Yeah. There was one where notionally he might have had an open goal. Is that the one on one or is Yeah. And it was kind of blocked, wasn't it? And looped over the bar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
which uh, you watch it again you know, I know, uh, yeah I think you should probably should do better but it's a bit harsh I don't know it, it's a weird one for me I don't know but yeah he is one-on-one he has a chance uh, yeah uh, it, it's one. Out. It's, it's early in the game, isn't it? It's probably what it's yeah, about third touch. Yeah, four, four minutes, minutes yeah. in. So, yeah. And then is it the? I think I got this right. Is it the head, the head of the next one you're talking about? Yeah, in the six yard box. Yeah, center, which you know we all know headers are, are yeah. a funny one to be classed, don't they? So. Yeah, I, did, I mean, it was the only big chance of the thing was the Jones one there because I, I think technically, if if you if you could do a freeze frame, you could say there was a moment that it was technically an open goal, but it didn't quite work out yeah, that way. I don't. I think it once he got his feet sorted out, he never yeah. felt that way. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah. Um, so Phil, I, I guess the uh, one thing about the change of system in both matches, uh, the number one player who's going to benefit from this is is Mo Salah. Because we've, he's been right wing, he's been centre forward, he's been on the touchline with the with the funky tactics and stuff. And, but now it's back to playing the system he's 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 played for five years, pretty much five years straight. Yeah, I, I thought you got um, almost classic Mo performance. You know, I mean, he received eight eight progressive passes. You know, he he, he received um, he curated. I know some of that's the goal, 0.93 uh, XG, post shot, point, uh, 1.06. You know, he also created, though, you know, 0.25, some of his highest uh, that we've seen this season. Mm. So passing was good, you know, uh, 81% successful passing. Um, I, I thought that generally a really, really good performance from him um, off the board. I'm sure you, I mean, you haven't done the, the pressing for it, but um, I'm sure would also show that a good performance for him uh, throughout. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's, it's about getting that bottom in the right areas and this enables him to do that. He also isolated their players really well from being out there rather than having to be crowded out and having to do something special to beat three yeah. or four. He literally just had to beat the fullback and, and he, he was in a good position. Absolutely. Sean McIntyre shows two shots, but they both come in at 0.31. <laughs> yeah. three shots. I, mean, I, think, you know. I mean, he's, 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 he's your most dangerous attacker. Yeah, um, he's, he's he's your best or your second best player in the whole team. You know, we've always said that the system has to facilitate him, and you know, and maybe the biggest benefit of going back to the four three three without the, without the funky tactics is that we can just go back to facilitating Mo Salah. Yeah, and I, I, I Jen, I think I said that we'll come on to it, Spurs, but I think if we do that, yeah, I think it gives us the best chance of, of getting something out this season. Yeah, you know, generally get like you said, get your best player on the ball, and it also I think enabling everybody else to do the roles that do that. They know what they're doing. Then do you know what I mean? It's not worrying about oh, where's he supposed to be? Are we supposed to be getting Trent in there and that? It's just right. The idea is we get motor ball in the best positions and he scores. And he's had the most goal involvements he's ever had as a season, right? Twenty years so far this season, right? Which is the most he's had in all seasons, bar his big big one. So yeah. he's not having a bad season at all. No, that's not bad. Um, so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the goals. Um, Darwin comes on um, 80, 73 minutes. He comes on for Jones. Yeah, and um, and just proceeds to run a mock. I think is the best way <laughs> I put it. It's yeah, and then for the goal, um, I I mean everybody thinks it's Van Dijk. Let's be honest, everybody. Yeah. Thinks Van Dyke gets that header, but you watch it yet again. I mean, the the, the man is majestic in the air, isn't he? He's I mean, they're both a hard specimen. To be fair with you. They oh, are yeah, 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 very yeah. good in the air. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, just going back, it, it's cost us one head out mid zone. Uh, Darwin wins a header, GK parries it, and then a uh, second phase most smashes it in. So <laughs> it it's almost a classic set play. You know how many times have we spoken about our set plays? But it was a direct, directly from the, the initial ball in, wasn't it? Exactly. But it's also mid-zone. It's a, it's an outswinger from the left-back on the left side of the pitch into the yeah. mid-zone. Yeah. We we get it on target. If he doesn't go in, and then we've got players around smokes to put it home. And I just thought, yeah. if Mo didn't get it, there was a player, I think, I think someone would be behind him who would have got would have got it as well. Do you know what I mean? So it was a... Yeah. It was, if this was set-piece, Paul, if you like, if you want to go that far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy, Darwin's header was, was brilliant. Really Did you see the header... That Nunes scored for Uruguay. I think it was in a friendly world in the build up to the World Cup. Um, that was absolutely majestic. He just, it, there was serious hang time on that one, yeah. and he just sort of he, he sort of um, puts the ball back in the direction it came from. 
instead with yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It yeah. was. Be- I mean, you can't. Co- you, you you can't. If a player isn't very good in the air, you you it's you can't make him into a no. player like Nunes is in the air, can you? No, I mean, I mean, Peter Crouch is a perfect example of that, right? Yeah, he had all the physical attributes to be brilliant in the air. It was rubbish. <laughs> rubbish is a bit harsh, but it's just he wasn't as good as he should have been. Maybe because right? he didn't have to try, yeah, to, yeah. to win the ball. Yeah, but, but, whereas yeah. I know what Nunes, you're I mean, in terms of attacking headers, yeah, he wasn't great. Yeah, Nunes against Rangers was that the header that came from a corner again? Yeah, and he flicks it straight in. Uh, it just yeah, he seems to have a, a good routine for that, and I actually. The both last two games, we've had some real good aerial threat. You know, Canate, VVD, and Nunes in the box. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big that's team. a big thing. And then you have got Mo, Elliot, whoever the other eight is, and even Thiago against Spurs. Well, Fab as your fourth in. best header. Yeah, so you've got some good people to pick. Imagine up the scratch. Fab as your fourth best aerial player. That's awesome. That's nuts. That's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's strong. But this one against Napoli, he, he really yeah. is the the. the his body form in the air is majestic and yeah. he gets a, such a great contact on and he bullets it down. Now I'm going to, I'm going to say this because Sai, mm-hmm. so, so we've lost sight technical problems. Hopefully he'll come back, but I'm convinced that that first one was over the line. We'll never know because the, the did the buzzer go on the referee's wrist and did they, de, did they untangle it? But I'm convinced that was over the line. That first one. Okay, I, I, you got better eyes than me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't see an angle where I could conclusively say it was over. Ah, okay, fair enough. All right. But then referee, um, sorry, keep it just about parries it back in, doesn't he? But Mo just yeah. blams it in. Right, Mo blams oh, it in. Force, forces it home. Yeah. And then um, shoes on the other foot there for the second goal. <laughs> Is this 98 minutes on the clock, I think? <laughs> yeah, I've got I've 97. So it's the 98th minute, if you like. It, it's the same routine. It's the same right. area. It's the same one-handed out. Cost it. Put it into the mid zone. DVD this time actually wins the header. I think you should probably score. If I'm being honest with you, um, and it, I don't, I don't think it was going in. I think it was dribbling just off, wasn't it? And then Darwin gets played on by Zelensky, and he puts it in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, but VVD is definitely thinking of his goal bonus there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think he's probably getting for a clean sheet, right? Lands it from an inch out. <laughs> yeah. And then Zelensky's going, you know, the old adage you get off, the, get, if you're on a post, get off it quickly, you know, and uh, he doesn't. Yeah. And uh, no. pays the price, you know. So, um, but no, I think it, for me that we, we ran the same routine uh, literally, what, 10 minutes later. Um, yeah. And Napoli didn't learn <laughs> their score again. So, uh, yeah, that's play. good. But good I think that that's. We do preparation and there's some things in this game we've spoken about, uh, the shape and the rest of it, but little things like that for me show that we're still doing some of the, trying to get the marginal gains. And that, that's a good way to keep going, I think. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be a close threat. season. Been a threat all season. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's move on to Tottenham. Um, yep. Big game. A uh, lot of pressure on us. Um, before we do our lineup, um, let's talk about Spurs because um, they had a big game in midweek. In the velodrome in Marseille, they just about win it. Somehow. Just got over the line, yeah. Just um, got over the line. But um, I mean, you live in London. Um, there's been a lot of pressure on, right? Spurs are under the pump, right? Some they're flying high, but there's not many people happy with them right now, are there? They're fans. No, but I think oh, I'm going to offend a lot of fans here. But um, Spurs fans are a very different breed. I think <laughs> they they want success, right? But they also want to play really nice football because it's the Tottenham way. Yeah. It's like West Ham. They want to play the West Ham way. So West yeah. Ham fans are now finally gone. Actually, we'll, we'll take Premier League stability over a fancy football. Mm. Tottenham are still somewhere in the middle there. of the They want success. They want to play the right way. And now they're sat in Champions League spot, qualified from the group. They haven't been doing that for regularly for years. They're not happy because they're not playing Tottenham way. Yeah. And, and um, I think they're still working out where they are. Sounds really hard in football, you know, um, hierarchy, if you like. Yeah. That, Top managers you play who are successful and play good football aren't going to come to Tottenham yet. No, you've got you got to get yourself there and, and do the rest of it. So I think yeah, but I you're right. Thing, he was under the pressure because of the previous game they get beat at Brighton. Or was it close? Yeah, the they've, they've, had some, they've had some. They, they won. They won the previous game, but they've had some dodgy results lately. Yeah. but I think it's more yeah. thing is that that everybody's been talking about the performances for Spurs. So yeah, been, not being great. Yeah, not being great. Um, but I guess the most important thing for us on this perspective, for, for our, from our perspective and you know, analysing the, the tactics as well, mm-hmm. it's a bit difficult for Conte to play his tactics, which is essentially a back five counter-attack, right? Yeah. 
when nearly all your good counter-attacking players are injured. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, midweek they played 3-4-3 against yeah. us. They switched to a 5-3-2, which is kind of what he's been doing in the league. He did that in the, the, the fixture at Anfield in April. Yeah, he did. And uh, like you noted, when we were chatting in the chat about, uh, you said Raya was a liability. Uh, I was like, yeah, but he also... He gives them width. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. But in doing well, so, I think they moved Perisic into the 10, which I'm not sure helped them. I mean, he probably last played that position when he was a teenager. Exactly. Whereas I think <laughs> his quality out wide would have done more damage to us, if you get what I mean, than, yeah. than as a 10. But as you say, the guy, the Swedish lad, I can never pronounce his name. Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky, who was quality, but wasn't fit to start. No. So that, whereas if he'd started, I think we we might be talking to like a different game. But, yeah, well, um, and obviously Son might be missing the whole World Cup. Because might of be his, missing the World Cup, yeah. so and yeah, and, and Charleston still injured, and so yeah, yeah, they're 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 running they're running off the same players they've always run. Kane um, has yeah. to play to get goals. Dyer plays at the back. Larose plays in goal, and then yeah. uh, Holberg or whoever is the stopper in centre mid. Yeah, but I was going to say about the midfield composition as well. But three, what you would call sixes. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, which is but, a really there's a really unbalanced midfield as well, though, right? Yeah, but they did that. We've just chatted about it. Napoli, where we've had two players coming into that zone just outside zone 14. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Bobby and Milner. Conte is very, very good at setting up teams to stop you doing the stuff that you're good at, right? Yeah. So he put three players, basically sat there in front of zone 14 and went, go on in, throw yeah. the ball through. And we didn't do that. Now, thankfully, we'd worked that out, I think. And this is why now well, for the game we were switching it like, like, like the it was the opposite to the Forest game, wasn't it? Exactly. We didn't we had, for, yeah. We didn't try and force it down the middle. We used our width well in that first half. Uh Darwin to we do our lineup first. Yeah, go for it. So we had um God just bring up the stats. Robo came back in, left. Robo came in, Canarte halves. Canarte, Canarte came, yeah. gets his yeah. place. Fab Elliot came in for Milner because Milner's got a head knock. Um, yeah, it was, he wasn't even on the bench. Con- 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 wasn't concussion. The concussion protocol, I think that is. Yeah, and then Nunes came in for Curtis Jones. So, yeah. and and it most was importantly, we kept four three three. But it was more the front. So, I think the only tweak on this one from Napoli was that the Nunes and Mo were a bit on were narrower, if you like, and mm. Bobby was more more of a. In the nine and a half, if you like, rather than yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe even a centre attacking centre mid role from yeah, yeah, deep, yeah, deep. it yeah. was deep. Um, so it wasn't necessarily Nunes as, as as Sadio. No, I mean don't get me wrong. In the first what 10, 15 minutes, he got I think he got about five balls down that channel, so he yeah. was operating. But it, it, if you look at a lot of the pass map maps, he was operating in the left half space narrower, and Bobby was was deeper of the three. It was a definite V going on. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the classic thing back in 2017. It was the V yeah. with, with Bobby feeding Manning and Salah. And yeah. as we've long history of with with back fives and three at the back, three centre backs, sorry, that space between the wing back and the, the centre back for the wide players is, is just so many times we saw Sadio do that, exploit that space. <clears throat> and that was the story of the first half, in, really, was um, Emerson Royale and um, Eric Dyer against Darwin Nunes. Yeah, it was. Um, and then, um, is it the French lad they've got playing centre-half? Was he this guy in the middle of the three? Longley. Oh, was Longley. Yeah. Uh, trying to help out, wasn't it? And then, yeah. which meant that Mo was isolated up against uh, Davis 1v1. Yeah, which is, so, again, which is a nice matchup for us. Which is a nice matchup for us. So, I mean, the other things to know for our formation, uh, looking at passports again, is the classic three in the middle... The spacing was really uh, Fab was controlling the middle space. Thiago and Elliot were in the half spaces, which we're starting to get a bit more back to that. And it was and that stayed fairly consistent throughout all the way up to the first subs, which again I haven't seen this season. And this is against Tottenham. This is not a mug side. This is either a you know third in the league, whatever it was, coming to this game. So yeah. for us to do that, Trent again deeper. Robertson uh, actually got the most EPV of the game. Uh, in all the past maps, so that that's the measure of how much threat he was carrying from his positions. He was taking up for all attacking yeah. uh, actions. Uh, Trent was deeper, as we've, we've discussed in all, all of the past maps all, all the time period. So, yeah, yeah I generally, uh, this was the test for me. You know, yeah. can we do it two games in a row? Can we also go keep this three <clears throat> going and keep that keep that going with a bit of change? And we changed left back, changed the change formation. So yeah, it, there was some. Well, yeah, um, but we got we 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 did again. It was the back. It was the basics four three three. 
Yeah, it wasn't. Maybe, it wasn't with, a nuance, Maybe though. Bobby slightly deeper in than not. Yeah, Bobby dropping in to help out, but Elliot's role in this. I, you know, you said two pods ago, was it Elliot coming of coming of age? Yeah, I think we're starting to see now a real learning. Yeah, I think he's. It's sort of all right. You've got to be here. You know what I mean? It's not this high role, nuance narrower, thing. It's t- narrower, narrower and deeper. Yeah, deeper. Tuck in here. Be this player. Get on the ball. Yeah, and then when we're on the ball. Fab and Tiago tuck around with Trent and Elliot can do his bits, but when he's off the ball, he's in deep next to him. And I think it's really pleasing to see the lad take that on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we got the pressing for this one, but Rosie collected this one. Shane, he, he's not with us to talk about it, but um, um, yeah. Elliot, sorry. Yeah. Elliot is, 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 um, much deeper with his pressing in this game than he than he's ever been before. Usually, he's literally on the touchline with his presses, but uh, yeah, so that that backs that point up. Um, so um, on the pressing, um, I don't know if you saw the uh, images I shared here yesterday, uh, Bart's, but really hot start, and the yeah. chart does actually tell the story of the game. We think I do. Yeah, uh, I think I said to you this morning, wasn't it, when I was on the way in? Um, just trying to find the image now. I thought the Papa. Definitely that first that first fifteen. Even when it, I know Papa goes down to yellow, isn't it? After fifteen, still good thought, though. Yeah, it's still good. And that's still <clears throat> miles better than what we've seen this season. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I thought in that first first period of time we scored. Yeah, you know, in that we we got in a high Papa period we scored a goal. Um, yeah. and there was loads of threat from us in that period as well. We were completely on top. Threat. It's also, as you know, I do a ways plot. That's the where you look at how many passes you make per sort of 15-minute period. Yeah. We peak around that first goal. EPV is also one of our highest amount of threat we create around that period. So that for me, that backs up the path, you know, it backs all that pressure we had from winning the ball, going again, putting it in the channel, poking the part. I thought that, that was a real good period for us, a positive play of good amount of passes. Good amount of touches, good amount of threat created, and a good bit of off ball play from us. Yeah. Um, um, just on just Rosie's some Rosie's observations I asked him for, mm-hmm. so we can read that for, for the listeners. Um, the intensity was there at first, but as the game wore on, uh, failed presses started to increase, and then more importantly, we stopped. We, we even stopped trying to press at all, and dropped into a deep block to reduce the damage, which invited Spurs onto us more. Um, We did concede uh, some shots and crosses and counters from failed presses, particularly in the second half. He thought the best on the the eye when he was doing the collection was Bobby. Um, Mm -hmm. He was good intensity, but maybe not as much as high value. The the real, the real value was, was Thiago's particularly in the, in the first half. Um, He had a total of 10 high value wins from pressing, including six direct wins from pressing, which are really good high quality performance from Thiago. Um, but um, overall, Rosie thought Bobby was very good off the ball as well. Um, and he certainly had a lot of people to deal with in that position with Spurs, with Spurs' three DMs. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure. I, I particularly, I think second half, he, he really helped us out coming in there, helping out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. helped us out, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that opening period, yeah, finishing with the, the, the Salah goal. Because, I mean, Darwin must have been in. I mean, oh, actually, first of all, let's talk about Trent's distribution. <sighs> Some of those I mean, passes. Some of those passes were... And this is what I think we've said all season. Trent doesn't need... To, you don't need to adjust Trent's position. Just, again, put him in areas he can do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Because he can unlock a team in that ball. I mean, the one where he... I think it was in the first three minutes, he pings it, diag from right to left with a bit of fade on it. and He came onto it on the move. On the move and it's a shot. Unbelievable. That's what he can do on the ball. Yeah. And yeah, he's playing a bit deeper. But as you said against Napoli, he doesn't need to go forward. Yes, it'd be great if he got, and he started to get a bit further forward. We'll come on someone touches he had in the in the round of box. But yeah, he releases Darwin at ease. Even Robbo was doing it as well. And they seem to be under instruction that first five, 10 minutes, get the ball, put it in the left channel. Put it yeah. in the left channel. And um and it worked well. I mean, Darwin's I've got down here what third minute in. He's he's in yeah. down the left hand side um, and shoots from a. I mean, Lloris makes it a Hollywood save, but uh, he should never get beat for there if that goes in. Um, yeah, it was decent. It was decent placement from Nunes. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but yeah, solid. You argue with the cross. I don't know. It might yeah. be zero at back post, but yeah, it's one of those. It's a low value chance, isn't it? If it goes in, yeah. that's a that's a really low xG, but that's decent. And then he's in. I think yeah, that was counted. impressive, actually, that one as well. Uh, yeah, that was, that was except, only yeah, 
turned over from Robert, wasn't it? Was it Robert yeah. turned over? Yeah. yeah. And then puts it down there. But he's in down that left channel uh, three, four times in the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, Which, great. And then the really, really unexpected bit, he gets in again into the box um, in 11 minutes and he passes. I know. I know, right? <laughs> I think we were all chatting in the chat when we said, oh, my God, he's passed the ball. And then Mo just literally one touch and then hits it. Um, yeah, one step, one step to tee it up. And yeah. And do, you know, do you know, that was a great move, by the way. A really good team goal. Do you know who didn't touch the ball? The only player who didn't touch the ball? Two, two players didn't touch the ball. Um, Canate and Trent. No. Come on. Fab and Thiago. <laughs> Nice. Everybody else touched the ball in that move. Nice. And I was like, that is... Do you know, what I mean? you know when you think a team goal? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's it lovely and it's a great finish. Really, really good finish. Really good yeah. finish. Uh, yeah. um, and Spurs have a chance for Perisic. Hits the bar, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's a save by Ali, isn't it? Save onto the bar? Yeah, I thought he tipped onto the bar as well. Yeah, I he didn't get any good. credit for it. No, but he never does, does he? It's... <laughs> But no, I thought it was really good save, really smart yeah, save. Um, yeah. And then the only really, really bad, they, the really dangerous moment in the half was... Um... Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter, at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Actually, no, I'm thinking the second half with Perisic gets in again and hits the... That's the, that's the second that's half. That's the second half, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Hollywood volley from Thiago, which is caught of pings around the box a bit. Yeah. Um, but it pretty much goes straight back to then the 40 minutes and um, and the second goal. I mean, like, we, you know, this is exactly what you need. We dominated the half. Um, we should have been going at, at least two goals ahead, and we do. Yeah, and this is actually after a good period, a good period of attacking ways. We've had a couple of shots off, as you said, for Thiago. The threat is, this is the highest peak of threat we create all game just before this. Is it? Then it goes back to Ali. I think we shuffle it off. Ali pings it long. And then I think Dyer is literally just trying to recover. Do you know what I mean? We've had a really big sustained period of pressure here. I think we had three shots in that period. Um, As I said, it's a shocking mistake. It's a shocking mistake. I don't know what he's doing. Even if he is trying to recover it, he should never have made that mistake. Mo nips in and it's a lovely finish for Mo. Um, Really nice to see him get that. that That's not savable, that shot from Mo. The way he he dinked it, yeah. That was like the messy one, wasn't it? Over the keeper, yeah. 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 Uh, I thought, do you remember City Champions League? Oh, yeah. Where he goes in and just ice cool. uh, Ox plays him in, he just chips him. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that finish, and um, yeah, and I thought well, it was just as two 0 for me was just deserves. I thought we were by far the better team in the first half. Yeah, and just a heads up for some um, Mo Salah content, which will be coming your way on Anfield Index. Um, we are readying everything that we need because he is now only two. The Egyptian king is now only two goals behind the king. Uh, which is quite remarkable. Um, 182 yeah. goals, I believe, for Liverpool now. Kenny, 184. Oh, no, was it 172, 174, maybe? Um, and, but in in half the amount of minutes, the King. So, Ed, Eddie's got some special stuff lined up, so we shall see. Um, yeah, what, look out for that on, on Anfield Index coming soon. Um, but anyway, we go in. Um, but yeah. um, it's fair to say, Bart, that the... Um, I mean, there's the, the cliches about Spurs in the second halves, but obviously we're more interested about Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And we've talked all season about the, the, the physical side of things. Size posted the, the the running numbers. They're not great. Um, 
Spurs won the one. Spurs won the running, one hundred nine to one hundred seven. Yeah. Spurs won the high speed um, by three hundred meters in the high speed runs, and yeah. um, and and we just had three more sprints, um, total sprints, one eleven to one hundred eight. So, but we really saw that drop off in the second half, didn't we? Us, yeah, physically. <sighs> I thought it really told. I think we had a go. What did I write here? They came out and within a five-minute period, had a free header that Ali saves. They hit the bar. They had an, a cross that hit the bar. And then they had another shot. So from 45 through to 50, we were we were proper under the caution. Everything points to that. You know, we, we don't make any passes. We have very few touches. Our EPVs through the floor. You know everything is saying that we're under the, under the, under the, the uh, money. Uh, then we have a good move on fifty three. Uh, starts on about fifty when Darwin's played in, uh, and Mo doesn't quite get the shot off. So we have a little bit of a break. But it's. I mean, even if you start looking at our position as a team in the second half, comparing first with, with second, we are deeper. Yeah, the centre halves drop uh, pretty much into the, the zone fourteen we're trying to defend, whereas the first half we're pretty much on halfway line um, as the average position we're picking it up. Uh, Firmino is now pretty much in midfield in second half. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a real shift from being a nice shape in the right areas to now it's condensed. We are we're a very condensed block in the second half positionally. Yeah, uh, because Spurs have come out really hard, really really hard, really intense. Yeah. Um, one player we really need to um, congratulate for his performance in Spurs is Ibrahim Akanate. Um, we've, discu- we've discussed Joe Gomez a lot in mm-hmm. recent weeks. He's been very up and down with his performances. Uh, and we've discussed whether Ibu could make a big difference on his return. And there's no question that he's made a massive improvement to the team. Absolutely. I mean, he won seven out of eight aerials. Yeah. Uh, I know we said about that. He's passing, just looking up now, was just get the right line for you. 77% uh, successful, which is which is fine, yeah. you know. Um long range took 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 attempted four out of four long range passes. Yeah. Final third, three in the final third, which is good. Okay, yeah, the most off. eleven clearances, blocks or interceptions, which is the most in the match for many players. Which is the most in the match, yeah. Yeah, and he, then he had another eleven recoveries as well on the opposite numbers, three out of three tackles. Yeah. Seven out of eight aerials. It's just a monster performance, that. I started doing a bit of a, as you may have seen, I started using the new uh, F-brief data. Uh, he had the most touches in the defensive third of any, yeah. of any other defenders. He had uh, a touch in a defensive third, half a touch per minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also had uh, the second most of our defenders in the midfield third as well. So yeah. a very and- good... Performance from him. We touched on it before briefly when we talked about um, the Napoli game, where he's he, he, he almost man marked Harry Kane, didn't he? All over yeah. the pitch, he followed yeah. him literally yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember us really using a, you know, maybe we did it. We I think Fabinho did it on Messi in the new camp when we went there, man yeah. marking effectively. Um, but it's very rare that. It, but it made perfect sense because you you know Kane had no one to pass to in this match. Because Kane no. likes to drop in and, and feed, you know, he likes to be Bobby and feed the, the the pacey players ahead of him. But they didn't have any. No. So you no. could fo- you could follow Kane with confidence because he was the centre forward, and they didn't have any runners. They had no runners from midfield. They had three defensive midfielders. They just had two wing backs, and that's it. And equally, Kane is not as mobile as he was. No, not at all. all right, no. So he's only playing in a certain area, and this is where we were chatting about when in certain phases of the game. Tiago and Fab shuffle across. Yeah. So they block the passing lanes where if we lose possession, the ball into Kane isn't on. Yeah. Right. And this is why the sub was crucial. Because rather than Perisic was trying to receive the ball behind our screen a lot of the times, and he wasn't getting it. Yep. So the ball into Kane wasn't on. As soon as you can pronounce a lad. Kulisewski. Kulisewski came yeah. on. Breaking the lines uh, straight he away. Broke the line and he also pulled out wide. Yeah. Yeah, so the screen didn't work, which yeah. we'll come onto with a goal. Thiago can't get across. Darwin's knackered, can't get back. So Robbo is 2v1. So yeah. Robbo's got half an eye on Kane, half an eye on the wing back, and half an eye on the Swedish lad. And can't do any of it. It's not his fault. He's outnumbered. So therefore, he plays it and in, he dribbles across. 
feints to go across, which Canato then takes his eye off Kane for a split second and fizzes the ball down the side of BBD. Yeah. And then Kane's in hits it first time. And that's the only time, I think, pretty much, that Kane got the best of Canato all match. Yeah, absolutely. And it was purely because they brought on a better player. I think, almost, it's almost the sage, I would say that Canato really dominated Kane physically all over the pitch with his, with his pace and his power. Yeah, and I, and I would probably hazard to guess that if we'd had more energy in midfield, yeah, so if Mane, for example... Uh, to be honest, the whole wing, team, if the whole team... Yeah, the whole team, the ball would never have got in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we would have doubled up with Robbo and the ball wouldn't have yeah. got out from that, that zone, but we allowed it to get out of the left zone because he drifts in and then we're in trouble. BVD's got to face up uh, the goal with the ball. Canato's got to keep it on the ball and Kane, which is always trouble. He's one we won basically in the box. Yeah, that that's that's problem. You don't want to create that, so you you try and do that at source, but we didn't do it at source because we were out of energy. Yeah, it's the eightieth minute, isn't it? Is the eightieth minute something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, seventieth when they scored. Seventieth, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. it's still a long time going in the game. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no question that the Kulusevski sub really threw us. He made he literally made an instance within the. Impact within the first 30 seconds of coming on. But after the goal, there's no question that we do adjust better to him and the threat he yeah. was providing there. So, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, like the end of the game, uh, Bots, I think it's fair to say we were hanging on. Oh, absolutely. I've written down here like the last. From 75 through to 90. It wasn't quite the Alamo, but, you know. No, 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 no. We, we, effectively, as soon as we took... Um, so Darwin has that chance to win the game. Yes. Yeah, it blasts it straight over the bar. Um, and then he's off. I think he's off straight away. Is he off and Mo's off? Not oh, is that the offside that. one where he's just offside and he hits the bar, that one? No, no, no yeah. he's, well, there's one he's definitely on side. He hit, yeah, he, he does have one it. legit shot in the second half, yeah. He dribbles yeah. across the box, doesn't he? And he hits a shot, right? Anyway, he has yes, a with his right foot. He, he, yeah. he gets it and then he, but he kind of scuffs it down the middle. Scuffs it, right? So as soon as you're out, let's go out of this game. Yeah, that's yeah. when I thought we were a bit more steady, should we say, but we were literally, let's just get to the end. Let's just yeah. get to the end. And then we brought on Ox to try and do something up front. I don't know what that was, but... Just just legs, I think. Just, just legs. But uh, yeah, I thought we yeah. were... We dealt, I mean, ultimately, we are very good already in our box. So we're yeah. not, you know, you've just said that VVD's in at 70% for the um, season. For the season. He was 50% for this game. Yeah. And Arto was having a good game. So, yeah. And you have Fab in front, right? So yeah. it's not, it's not bad. So I just realised I haven't done Moji's match summary, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, um, it was Spurs won the non penalty XG, actually, 1.8 to 1. 1.4. Uh, 14 shots of 13 for Spurs as well. 11 shots in the box of seven. We won the shots on target six to five, four to two on the big chances. Although two of those, I will die on a hill for Opta that they weren't big chances. They were low percentage headers. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it is, it Opta's got a Opta in that respect. Penalty bot touches was level, 26 each. Uh, and there was, um, Opta didn't like us on the, on the, uh, on the XG models. Um, everybody else had us around 1.5. Um, uh, but also Opta didn't like Spurs so much either. And so it was very much level on 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 those side of things. So it was quite it was quite a close overall profile for the match, but it was unquestionably a game of two halves on the stats. Oh, for sure. I mean what I've got on the stats one point four seven and I think Spurs one eight two or something. Yeah, yeah one eight two. Um the thing to note with the Spurs shot map, so as Napoli I said we didn't concede a goal within the width of the goal, right? Yeah. Spurs They've, they've, we have uh, we, I think there's only about five shots outside the width of the goal in this game Yeah, uh, one of them being a goal so that's something to work out for but the quality of their shot uh, 0.13 that's low you know yeah. that's, that's there, there was bad, a, it so. was it was mostly headers there was the flip there was a couple exactly. of flip, there was a flip header from Kane went wide yeah. another one second half there was obviously the Perisic one the um, bar, yeah, yeah. There was, I think there was four headers there so not so much like it wasn't as bad as say Brighton no no, which was no. like high quality foot shots, no. you know. But they're still, I mean, yeah. I know they're still ranked because they're that close to goal, they're still given a high XG value, aren't they? So, um, but um, no, I, I definitely this was a period where, yeah, they were on top of us, they were pushing to try and get a point, yeah. Um, and you know, I, but it was, a big, it was yeah, big, big, a big win, I think, in the end, even though you know, and there was there's definitely positives in this performance, even if there's you know, some negatives as well, but definitely, definitely a step in the right direction, but. Oh, I, I think I wrote, I think 
getting two wins in a week back to back against decent teams is something we haven't done all season. No, it's the same system again, two games consecutively. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. We could, was it four big chances we considered against uh Spurs, right? Um, yeah, that's not great, but Napoli was zero, so it, mm. it's I think there's progress there. I think we've put together probably 90 minutes over the two games there. We were, we were absolutely, I thought we were very good, you know. Yeah. So, so- Last agenda point for today is something yeah. that we had a lot of big chat about in our own WhatsApp group. It just Darwin as a system <laughs> player, right? So we all know he's agent of chaos, shot magnet, yeah. all these things on the internet memes now about Nunes. But um, I thought that I put it, my, my start of a 10 was that that first half there was the best he'd looked as part of a system for Liverpool so far. Yeah, in terms of, yeah. With the four-three-three, the classic four-three-three, he was in the Mane role, effectively. Yeah, and I thought it was. He's he's got eight hundred minutes in total. He's played about six different systems. He doesn't speak the language. Yeah. I thought that was quite a passable interpret impersonation of Sadio Mane. Yeah, and I think, I think it was. I still see a lot of things that concern me. Um, concerns probably a bit harsh. I don't mean to be too negative. He has got limited needs work. Yeah, and I think you know what I mean. So I think size probably one end, and I'm kind of more towards side than I am you guys. But I worry about his coachability and his ability to learn the playbook. Uh, I'm not convinced, and I say the same about Diaz that when push comes to shove, he will make the right decision in the right time. To us, to us, to take the best chart opportunity from what's presented with us, yeah, uh, and that's my concern. And I don't think you can carry players like that if you're going to win a league title. No, and you but, certainly can't carry two. No, but um, I, th- th- I think I would describe him as a rough diamond because he has the t- he has the assets which are very valuable, but he needs a lot of polishing. Yeah, I, I just and that means coaching. It means coaching, and it, it means, means coaching. It means, playing, it means playing minutes. But there's things that he does stuff where it, I don't understand how he's got to that level, not doing them. He's, so, he's been at pro clubs for a long, long time. I know you've got him for he, he wasn't coached that much at Benfica and the rest of it. And yeah. I agree with that, and that, that and that's what I'm worried about. Is that he's now he's at, he's at an age where you're like. We haven't got we haven't got training sessions to go through them and go look. When you're here, put the ball here. Yeah, that's what he needs to be told. We haven't got that training time, so we've got to work with this rough diamond now, pretty much through to the World Cup break, right? Then we've got to do a real hard reset with him because is he the World Cup? I think he is. Is he? Is it World Cup? Yeah. Is it the years of the World Cup? Yeah. All right. So we haven't got that training session with him. So he's coming back after playing yeah. international tournament. We've got to keep playing with this rough diamond that we can't get into him. Some real basics. Like you watch the top players when they get into certain areas will know implicitly because they've learned the tactics. They understand how it works. They understand the timing. I put the ball in that area. We've got the best chance of score. Darwin yeah. doesn't do that. So, yeah. So we reached out to our old Anfield yeah. Index contributor, Marco Lopez, who's a Benfica season ticket holder. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, very good. Was it? At footy ML. Um, and um, I, we asked. I asked. We asked. Um, I, I think he did a. I think he did a pod when we signed Darwin about yeah. Um, yeah. how he had not been coached. I do recommend people on AI go back and look for our back catalogue on that as well about how Nunes hadn't been coached at Benfica. So um, Sai calls him a street baller, um, yeah. as we know with Diaz as well. Um, so. And I, we just, I went back to, to Marco and just asked him, what, what did he mean Should he just explain that? So I'm just going to... Um, he gave us a very long reply, almost like an essay yeah. length reply. It was, a, it was an essay. It was very good. Well, well written. <laughs> very good, very good. Tactical things. I'm just going to read a, read a few things for, 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 you, for you lovely listeners and um, see if my voice holds up. So so um, he had two coaches at Benfica. Um, so George Jesus, um, and it was his second spell at the club, who was very much in the second spell, he said he was a political acquisition. Um, designed to win a club presidential election. Um, he didn't do anything, he said, in Marco's opinion, to help Nunes develop as a player, but he did stumble on almost by accident playing a 3-4-3, where mm-hmm. Darwin became the focal point of attacks off the left. 
Yep. Um, so he 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 he, he said that Darwin had very little tactical intelligence um, and sense of game in I, IQ, um, mm-hmm. but his speed and physicality were unmatched, and no one could live with it. And basically, he ended up getting goals a lot as a result, um, and because he was the you know Benfica a dominant team. Yeah. Um, and then he had another coach, um, Nelson Verissimo. Um, so in Marco's opinion, was somehow even worse, uh, <laughs> less influential and in, less intelligent than George Jesus, and the team output worsened. Uh, but he said that made only made Darwin's raw talent stand out further. Went four four two. He 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 played the centre forward, but he pulled left from the centre forward position. Also also pulled um, as a second striker behind Ramos, the centre forward. But again, he was always the guy leading the counterattacks because of his physicality and his pace. Um, he said Benfica didn't have particularly well coached attacking movements or structures or patterns of play. Um, it was almost like get 11 players out there and kind of figure it out. Um, so his view was that there wasn't a structure there. So your raw attributes then come to the, sh- come to the surface, which is Nunes with his power and his pace mm-hmm. and, 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 and his shooting, basically shooting power. Um, yeah. So um, an un- very much an unpolished talent, um, and and it's not somebody who was being told to, to in which areas to stand, yeah. or, or 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 where to run, or which runs to, which direction to run in, or think about his first touch or what his teammates are doing. Um, <coughs> so yes, and I think, I think that's it, that's exactly what me and so are kind of saying. Um, and my my worry is that can we get anywhere near? I don't think we're going to get a Mane level of autonomy. If you know what I mean, but can we no. get if we get somewhere near that, then fair enough. If we can't, but if you can get yeah. if you can maximize those incredibly valuable raw assets in a in in, in a system where you know we can you know you can maximize those things, I think that it, that that more than compensates for that. It, well, we're going to find out, yeah, because it's a hell of a gamble to take. <laughs> yeah, because it's, and, it, and you. Problem he's more powerful that, and he's faster than Sadio. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, no, he, he is. He is. It's he, just, I think that will take a fundamental system change to do that. Yeah, uh, we won't see that till next preseason. Um, and I, and I will stand by the fact I don't think you will get the Diaz and Nunes in the same side if you want to win the league, unless they both need to learn how to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and of course we have to mention the language barrier. He still, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still yeah. can't. Apparently, he still can't converse with Klopp, um, and yeah. he, he often goes through Thiago and the other Spanish yeah. lads. And Naby suffered from that as well, wasn't he? In midfield, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's a known. <coughs> but my voice is really giving up now. You're going, yeah. so I'm going. So <laughs> that, is, that is your under pressure podcast for this week. We will be back next Monday for the final UP before the World Cup where we're going to be looking briefly at the Derby game and in a lot more detail at Southampton. Until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.